You are listening to the Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Thanks for checking out this recording on Lone Star Community Radio. This is Dick, the general manager of Lone Star Community Radio, and I wanted to give you a quick reminder of what's going on with us for the month of September. A new show has been added to our lineup. The Good News with Ted Cox is going to be on Tuesdays from 1 to 3 p.m. during our talk block. And also joining the talk block is going to be Mornings with Lone Star. Every weekday from 10 to 11 a.m., Mornings with Lone Star will extend their normal programming from music into talk. That's right. Starting from now on, from 8 to 11 a.m., Mornings with Lone Star. First two hours, music, talk, fun. And then from 10 to 11, more nitty-gritty talk radio for you. Also extending their time slot is going to be our favorite Saturday morning show, Grit and Grace. They're going to be extending their hours from 8 to 10 a.m. every Saturday morning for you. Also, the last reminder is we still have plenty of talk slots available for those who want to be a talk show host and also volunteer DJs for music. If you're interested in those kind of things, please let the studio know at lscrstudios at gmail.com or call the station at the message line at 936 647 3776. Thanks again for checking out Lone Star Community Radio and I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. He's kind of got a, a a set on him. I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this where I can get away with it on the radio. But that, uh, you know, he's like the the honey badger that he'll just do what he wants to do. And uh, if that includes launching a missile over Japan and waiting to see what happens, by golly, he's uh, he's taking that step. Dick, what are we going to be talking about the next hour? we got a lot to cover. Cool. And- My favorite topic from yesterday that we're carrying over here is the uh, things that the Internet has done to ruin that was uh, ruined things that were tended to be a good thing. Right. Especially, uh, you know, where people play music or polls of n- renaming products and things like that. So we're going to cover some of the best ones that I've found. I'm looking forward to that. We're also going to talk about a great uh, topic that, that Dick came up with, which is uh, to extend journalism to the point to the follow-up story. So many stories go out there. We get the news. It's set up, and then it goes away, and the journalists are on to the next topic. Dick is suggesting that there should be a site or some kind of entity that will do the follow-ups. Yes, it's it's funny because our local news actually does a good job covering really interesting stories mm-hmm. or anything that's you know you kind of you ask well what's going to happen with this especially with like lawsuits that are very interesting like similar yesterday we're talking about our Google man uh, the memo boy and Google then. Man. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what comes from it. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a good chance we'll hear something from it, but there's also a good chance we won't because I think a lot of times in my mind, oh, there's like all this money, but there's probably a non-disclosure agreement being said or something, and that's why we don't hear about what happened. Uh, but I, that's what I want. I want to have a source where if it's an interesting story, you get a follow-up 
eventually because a lot of things take time to tell you the truth about what really happened. And the news cycle's already moved on to the next story maybe yeah. 18, 20, 30, 40 cycles ago. And another story we're going to be talking about today, what happened to our gal Nancy Pelosi yesterday? Yes, she is always being caught in these wild storms, it seems. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, it's similar to the John McCain and similar to why we need to have sunset rules for our senators and stuff like that. It's It just doesn't look good on HD television. Right. And uh, it is, it's kind of funny because people, I mean, people are watching, folks, and the internet is there, and people all ages are finding these videos. If they're popular enough, they're going to be spread across the web in different areas. Like probably one of the funniest things that I found out was uh, during President, we'll talk about this tomorrow actually, is okay. how the internet uh, scrubbed, like their quotation, scrubbed certain elements for political campaigns from the internet. So for example, like Saturday Night Live mistakenly lost all of their hit pieces in the last 25 years of Hillary Clinton. Oh dear. So, but then How they're, did that they're, happen? they're starting to come back again and started like, cause they, they took them down oh, or whatever okay. you want to call it. But there's other things too. Uh, and that's just the way the internet knows everything. Knows all, sees all. I'm so happy that the internet did not exist in my youth because the things that would be out there now to this day. Yeah, I just looked up and someone kind of snuck in the studio on me here. Uh oh, Jake's here. Uh -oh. Hi, guys. There goes the neighborhood. It's good to see you, man. Good to see you, Jake. Short sock. Uh, so, sorry, I missed out yesterday. You're good, man. You're a work. You're a hard working man. So uh, we look forward to your show tomorrow. I'm excited. So the Texans won. I know. Yeah, and we've got a little rant to do on the Texans. Good. And there's always need a rant on the Texans. We've got a little. They rant still need to get fired. Didn't the Astros do good on something? They won. They clinched their division this past uh, weekend. When's the last time they did that? Do you know? Well, they've never done it since they've joined the American League. So now, oh, that's right. They were in the National League yeah. for the from the start of their franchise all the way up till, I uh, guess what seven years, eight, eight. This is their eighth season now in the American League. So it's been probably I think I heard seventeen years or something yeah, like that. It, Some it, long since amount. the since the Killer Bees, you know the days of Biggio, Bagwell, Berkman, all that staff. Yeah. So that was exciting. When we almost won things. When we almost won things. Yeah. I, I went to the one World Series game we had here against, uh, um, oh, who did we play that year? I forget now. It was so long ago. But It was the Cardinals, wasn't it? Well, no, no. Cardinals, were, we, we played in the um, in oh, the NLDS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the World Series game, um, I forget who it was. I'm against. looking it up. Don't worry. We have computers. But I was I was young. I remember seeing the world. That was you know awesome to experience the World Series game. But to talk to it, go back on what White you were Sox. saying. White Sox. There we go. Uh, to go back on to what you were saying about glad the internet's not around because of what might be out there. But my dad says the same thing. And oh. I, I think a lot of people from that generation agree because they had the 70s and the 80s that were a little out there for, for y'all's generation. We even worse than that. We, yeah, with the 80s in particular. I was in college in the early 80s, and um, my first ex-wife has the only black male photo of me in existence. It was a Halloween co uh, costume contest. I won't tell you who I dressed as, but it, it was a uh, from a film musical, and um, she's got the only existing photo of me in that in that outfit. So I'm begging her to like never post it on, on the internet. <laughs> but it's one of those things where they they didn't have to worry about, and then the journal to the journalism side of having the follow up story. 
everybody's a journalist now in some form or fashion because everybody has a camera constantly on them. Yeah. And constant internet access to where they can post out anything they want to post out. And so we get a lot of things that are posted out right away and initially and then well, yeah, the story kind of stops. Well, I guess what, how, how it has to work is the primary or I guess the most popular news organizations, that's what, how they teach their journalists to operate. Where so they used to teach the due diligence to of like, hey, after this month, do some research on these articles to see what came about. And then they just do a follow-up article, or you know, they even have to just do a little add-on to the current article and be mm-hmm. like, this is what this is what came about. But unfortunately, like you said, everyone's chasing the new the new headline, and then then that's what people are doing is they're trying to write as fast as possible, and then that's how it happens. But I mean, I, you're asking a lot when I say that, like, why don't they follow up? Because that does take, you know, their job to do. And but these are also cub reporters who are, you know. How drinking water can kill you, or Taylor Swift's latest, you know, high heel height. So I think they can divert their resources, much like you know, diverting energy from the phasers to the warp core. You know, you can take some of that energy, but you it's can do else. it. Yeah, and especially if we get to make it uh, monetized. Like, how do we make money from for doing these follow up stories? And I mean, the only thing I can think of is just the websites and the place they they circulate the articles. You just get that get becomes popular. Actually, I guarantee you, if if like the Times or the New York Times or New York Post, I bet if they had a thing where it was like the follow up section in the paper, people would actually subscribe to it. Because I would, if the Chronicle or the Courier had like a page, you know, you flip past the comics and the uh, op ed page to, you know, the follow up page or what happened to this yeah. or, or last week's story or something, I would so I would subscribe twice be so happy about that because it would it would get people more interested in the local news instead of just reading a headline and that's it you get people who are invested in the story and then they get something they get a conclusion because that's what people need and but th- but would it would it really attract people i mean i, I know I, I know certain people yes well I, th- I think there's a line where you have to start teaching readers how to get used to your platform and that's why the constant movement in like you know the houston chronicles changed layouts and all this stuff and they spend so much money studying those things but Think about what people want to read and how do you make it accessible where it's easy for the reader to always know where to go to get the stuff. Yeah, but just the attention span of modern day society, nobody, I feel like, especially for my generation, nobody wants to go back and, and sit and, down and read and read and and, and take the time well, to, unless, to follow up. Let me cut in with this. Unless it could be something like on the, the online portals, almost like clickbait. You see the whatever happened to so-and-so, you know, we could start off. When I say we, you know, we're we're, we're going to fix this ourselves. We're going to pull our, our resources. We're gonna we're gonna start a news outlet well, and do this. It could be like the Spotlight Program with the Boston Globe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where they have specific areas of what they represent, and this is why they're, you know, they're doing follow up. They're doing intensive research on this one subject, and they report it every week or every month, whatever their guideline is set by the editor. But you could do that with major articles that you are very like for example like the edward snowden deal people ask what's going on with Edward snowden right now and you can do a follow-up article right now it's been three years since and he's he, still enjoying the high life he, of being yeah. a high trader <laughs> well i mean like that because you could really cover a lot of ground with these folks who are continuously making new news stories right but it's not really new news it's not enough to where you can put on the front page of the paper but it's enough to where you could pay a, a, a journalist to do a follow-up piece about what's really happening with this like for example flint the water crisis in Flint, no one cares about. 
No. Well, because there's nothing new that can grab a headline. But if you do a follow-up that says, let's follow up with Flint, the water crisis, I think some people would be interested in reading that. And if it were presented in something like, uh, you know, top 10 stories, click here to find out what, what happened, that might get the, the younger generation in. Now, that I would agree with. And, and yeah. But I don't know. Newspapers are just so— Well, it wouldn't be necessarily just one newspaper, but I, you're trying to get subscribers back. That's what papers need. They need the month income. Now they can't just do it through the ads on the paper. So they need they need viewers online or they need ads or they need subscribers. That's either either or. Yeah. And I think if a, a major news company said, hey, let's dedicate some reading time to this, then I think some people will you'll build an audience who— Like, for example, e, uh, Siskel and Ebert, their main thing was they wrote really great articles— and they have a collection. Like you can go on and read all of Ebert's reviews, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of money there if you own that collection because people still go back and read those reviews. Mm-hmm. So if you build that kind of audience, you're building the audience. So the audience coming to you, you're building it for them. I think over time, more people will be reading it, especially if they're really interesting cases. Well, and I, th- I feel like one of their biggest battles too, or opponents would be with Twitter. A lot of my generation gets their news just strictly through Twitter, and. And that's essentially just clickbait in itself. So I think the newspapers would have to somehow incorporate their articles, little clippings in 150 characters or less, onto Twitter, and therefore creating links into their like actual— Like little bitly links yeah. and stuff. Well, that, podcasts are the same thing. Mm-hmm. There's some podcast news. I know like This American Life and stuff, they'll do updates. And I think that's, that's the easy way to do it without spending the resources, but— Again, we're talking about how do we get this information back into people's dial or you know conversation because a lot of this stuff is very important for people to follow up because especially with a political election, a lot of these people getting in trouble or you know all this stuff like I I want to see some results long term and no one really knows what's going on. It's always the setup and not the resolution. Yes, I think you nailed on the head. I think we should start doing a podcast on the follow up news. You and I are going to talk about that because I mean that's a good idea. In a sense of like, there's an audience that wants. It. I know I want it, and I'm like everybody, right? <laughs> right. We, we we are the Jack Every Man of the World. Yeah. Jake raised an awesome point, uh, because for good or ill, everybody, as you said, is a photographer. You know, someone with an iPhone can make a feature film. You know, anyone with a, a, a podcast microphone can can be a YouTube star. Anyone with a guitar and and a, a webcam. So I think at that point, it is incumbent on the professionals, like the existing media, to go overboard with their professionalism and to, to follow the, the rules. The old days, of before you'd print a story, you got it from independently verified from at least two different sources. Yeah. There was none of this, we've heard rumors about this, or, or broadcasting uh, evidence or... Uh, in a trial, potential evidence in a trial that was illegally obtained and saying, well, you know, basically TMZing it. Yeah. You know. That's the greatest way to put it. And I guarantee you TMZ is going to grab our idea. Not if we get tonight. We're doing it now. (laughs) Well, I mean, you can start locally, too, because I know a lot of, like, the Courier articles I'm interested to be like, okay, like, and what's great about it is you can make an editorial about it Mm -hmm. and and are more of, like, a 2020 60 minutes kind of presentation right. where that's how we're presenting everything as is. Cause the Flint water crisis would be really interesting because some things came from it, but no one really knows what's happening now. 
and what can we learn from it? Yeah, no what, one really cares outside the fact that people didn't have clean water; they were dying. Oh yeah, or the, yeah. What's the long term effects on it? I mean, uh, do they get sued? Is that is that over? Or what's the state of the water right now? Yeah, like no one. And I bet you can find it, but I'm talking about a popular news like the New York Times doing. Hey, let's do a follow up article on the pipeline that everyone talked about six months ago, right. and no one talks about now. Mm-hmm. So, and how about that? I want to find out whatever happened to acid rain in the ozone hole. Well, the acid rain was reported over in Baltimore yesterday. Is it making yeah. a comeback? Because in the 80s, uh, actually yeah. in the 90s, yeah, that was the thing. Every every decade, I, I have this theory that every decade is like the, the cataclysm decade. And in the uh, in the 70s, it was just war was going to kill everybody. In, yeah. the, in the 80s, it was um, nuclear winter from Russia. The 90s, it was acid rain. We'll, we'll talk about it more. Next is North Korea, right? Yep. Right, right, right. Yep. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. Talk radio all the way till about 11 o'clock, and we'll end it. Coming up next, we're going to talk more about the how the internet pranks people. It's going to be great. There's some funny, funny stories of people voting for Bodie McBoatface here on Morning's with Lone Star. Stick around. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands-Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe, at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936 266 7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Are back. I'm Orange Lone Star, sponsored by Conroe Coffee. Thank you for those folks. Thank you. And uh, Rocket Man's our theme song today. So, in, in honor of our friend from North Korea, Kim Jong Un. This one's going out to you, my friend. And uh, welcome back. We have uh, Jake from Jake from Sports Talk. He will be on live tomorrow at one o'clock. Here on Lone Star Community Radio, all your sports talk. And uh, so there you go. Plugged them. Now shut up. No. <laughs> uh, we're, we've been kind of teasing a little bit about how the internet pranks things. And I love it when lots of money is put into an idea that fails miserably. For example, like corporations trying to rename products or do a promotion because they're trying to cr- create conversation and get people to buy their stuff or go to their event or whatever. And there's several things that the internet gets involved with and it just spams it. And it's like the internet is a force not to be reckoned with because they cause a lot of issues in a lot of areas. And uh, there's several things across the spectrum of life that they've been involved in and we're gonna go over them. 
That's what we're going to go over. So are y'all, you guys ready? We're ready. Probably my favorite one. I, is, is it okay if I start with my favorite please, one? Please. The two favorite ones uh, are three. Well, the top two kind of consist of musical artists and what the fans want. Probably the best one was Pitbull. So Pitbull teamed up with Walmart. And what it was is they made a poll of like they're sending the rapper artists to a Walmart. Okay, that's the epitome of strange bedfellows. Pitbull so, and Walmart. Pitbull and Walmart. Okay. And well, what it turns out is people voted for the most remote Walmart possible in Kodiak, <laughs> Alaska. And uh, he accepted it, and that, that which is funny. And uh, they did the, he did the trip, so hats off for him. And, uh, you know, that was pretty funny, though. Like, that's what they voted on. Another one that I liked, and this has to do with sports, and it has to do with probably the, the sport that Jake will never talk about, is hockey. And it's the time, if you, I don't know if you, do you know who Rory Fitzpatrick is? Yes, I'm a big hockey fan. So. Okay, <laughs> never mind, never mind. So, well, he, uh, Rory Fitzpatrick. Wait, is this field hockey or ice hockey? Ice hockey. Do you know who Rory F- Fitzpatrick is? Uh, yeah, he is a uh, uh, the apple of Jake's eye yes, so, in the exactly. sports world. Well, there's a reason why you never heard of him. Okay. He was a nobody. He was a nobody in hockey. He played, he was like a seasoned veteran for like eight years or something like it, that. He was a goon, it, essentially. And what a goon is a in classic hockey, goon. It, it, they are there essentially to fight. They're intimidators. They, oh, okay. They, they're enforcers. They go out there, they get the big hits, they they take out your well, stars. I could have been one well, of Well, to guys. give you some normal stats that normal hockey players go by, he played for 10 seasons and he had nine goals. <laughs> but so he only scored nine more than me. Yes. Okay. And You're that close to being professional. Yeah, right. The reason why this became why he became famous is because sports started doing the all stars way back, way back, way back, and they always try to come up with new stuff. So they did a vote a player for the all star game, okay. and he won. <laughs> and at first, they wouldn't allow him to play. They weren't going to let him in. They weren't going to let him play. In, in this deal. And it became such an outcry because he legitimately won. Like, it was... Be- like, the fans voted the him fans in. The fans voted him in, and he won. And, and the players wanted him there. The fans wanted him there. It was just NHL saying no. No, yeah. And uh, and that what to me, that's so stupid, too. Like, you, whenever you work in a business of fans, you listen to the general viewpoint, especially if it's a win-win situation. Yeah. Like, what would they lose by letting a guy who's actually plays in the NHL, been playing for 10 years into the all-star game. Now I can understand if it was some guy from the AHL or yeah. something like that, or he, it's from the WHL and up in Canada, the YMCA league. Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> I get that. But this guy legitimately was a hockey player. And what was great was there's a website vote for Rory.com. Uh, people basically, uh, the guy made a Chrome extension. That's how it started was this guy designed a Chrome extension, which fill out the ballot form automatically for, for Rory. So that's how they kept. I mean, they, they cheat. They cheated, but then again, like. Well, they didn't cheat. They, they, didn't cheat. The, they the votes, improvised. Yeah, they improvised, adapt, overcome. That's right. And so, to give you an idea, how much more votes he had two hundred thousand, two hundred eighty-five thousand more votes than the second place person. <laughs> so, uh, and it worked. He got. He got. He got to play. I think he got MVP too, or yeah, something. Yeah, he like won that. MVP of the All Star. He game. got MVP of the All Star game. Did he score that tenth goal? <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> No, I don't think he. I don't think he had a goal in the game, if I remember. But he played. But he played. And he played well. And I think every time he got the puck, people cheered, 
<laughs> and I mean, like, because it's funny when you put the things in the fans' hands, let them see what they want to see. And this dude, I mean, he got famous for a while. Well, and he's he, he was no name. Nobody knew him. Like prior zero, to this. Na- zero name. Yeah, and I mean that's something he'll remember for the rest of his life. That's you know how often does a player of that caliber get cheered by every person in the stadium? On the opposing team and on the same team, didn't matter. Everybody was cheering. That's the kind of spirit story, of, spirit of sports. Right? That's the kind of story that's going to end up on a as a Miramax picture starring Dennis Quaid <laughs> or Mark Wahlberg. Well, I mean, if he won something, I would understand. But Maybe. I mean, I think he was along for the ride. Well, he, know, he's like, he won the MVP, right? Yeah, yeah. He won MVP. You got that Mark Wahlberg movie based on the true story where the guy had the open uh, auditions for Philadelphia Invincible. Eagles. Or something. Yeah, Invincible. Mm-hmm. Then you got the Dennis Quaid one where he's a Football co- or a baseball coach, and they let him play one major league game. Mm. So yeah, so I'm telling you, this uh, this guy, what's his name again? Uh, Roy Fritzpatrick. Okay, Roy, we're gonna write your story, man. We're not gonna rest till Miramax picks up the rights. That's pretty good. And then uh, pr- pr- another funny one that I loved was Dub the Dew. So in 2012, Mountain Dew <laughs> came out with a new flavor, folks. I gotta turn off the microphone because and I'm it was an <laughs> apple apple something flavor, basically, and they wanted people to vote on the name. Of like, what do you? Who do you think? Like, what do you? What should we call this new dub to do? Well, to give you an idea, I can't say one of the top threes because it's that vulgar, and so I'm not <laughs> gonna say that. But some other funny ones. Uh, number one, of course, was Hitler didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> That's that, that was number one on there. Another one was uh, the name soda, <laughs> and then another one was Soylent Green. Which is pretty funny. A shout out to that. Uh, I think it was a late seventies movie. Yes, is that? Yes, it's so that's, awesome. That's a. Uh, it's people. I mean, that's pretty. That is really funny. Uh, and then other uh, ones that are really vulgar. I mean, you can't. And and what's funny about this? It's all automated. So, the internet, Twitter, and all of them were just keep putting these out, and they always do a screenshot of who's winning, and like they actually let those be there for a while. Another one was diabetes. So, uh, I mean, like. People are going to take take advantage of this easy, <laughs> easy. And I know yesterday we spoke about another funny one. Well, I'll just do a quick short one. Was was the uh, the the Taylor Swift perform? She's going to perform at a school. That was the deal. And like, what school should she perform at? And the uh, the school was called uh, Horace Mann School for the Deaf and Hard of Hearing, and it won. <laughs> <laughs> and but That's so cruel. I, I think something came up basically like oh. you know it didn't happen but she donated it says that she donated fifty thousand dollars which is strange to me because again this is like a win-win she could have shown up had an asl interpreter there with her had yeah. an audio visual representation behind her putting the lyrics up uh could have gone 16 it, different it tells you a lot that she just donates money right it te- i mean that tells me a lot about her character because they decided to throw this thing out there, and she clearly agreed to some, in some extent of doing it. But then when it came out to be for that, even though it's a joke, I mean, think about all the kids there. To be able to meet Taylor Swift. I bet there's a, I bet told there's... your school won, and she's like, yeah. well, I'm not going to show up. Tim, that's, that's a, really, uh, a dick that's a really good uh, segue because um, one of the things I was going to talk about that before the Internet would ruin these things, you know, we were doing it long before the Internet, and I'm flashing back to a couple of times in the 1980s when MTV was just getting started as music television. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, Loverboy. There's this 80s band called Loverboy. Yes, I remember that. And they uh, had a contest where you could write in or phone in. Of course, there was no emails back then, but the winner would be get in their next video. 
And I think the video was Hot Girls in Love. So they were hoping that all these hot girls would be. Um, and the winner was uh, a, a sweet lady, um, but did not have the traditional 80s hard-rocking look about her. And Loverboy put her in the video and dressed her up and made her feel like one of these gals. And just, they really came through. And, but it shows how you know it can bite you that, uh, yeah, you're going to be on our next video. Okay, uh, we'll hide you behind this boulder here. <laughs> Uh, but there's another one. There's a contest where Prince, who was then the for artist formerly known as Prince, and then Prince again, uh, put on a house party for someone, and someone won it. And they, they painted this guy's house purple. And Prince was there, and they were showing it live. And unfortunately, Prince was like kind of not engaged in the whole situation at all. He kept on running off every time they put the camera on him. And I, I felt for the guy because he invited, like, you can invite a 1,000 of your closest friends. So basically he brought the whole town in. It was this small town, probably in, like, Pennsylvania or something. And Prince is there. And Prince was just, like, he sang a song or two and then just kept on disappearing. So, it, you know, even before the Internet, it just leaving it wide open like that without putting parameters can bite you. Oh, yeah. And, like, another one, this is where the uh, – I have two left I kind of want to discuss – uh, one kind of shows you the power of how the internet works and how companies clearly don't understand. Basically, American Apparel uh, announced a new line called, uh, it was for big, bigger people. And they did a promotion called The Next Big Thing. And what they did was they had people uh, submit model shots using hashtags and stuff. Well, this online model who's known for her insanity... She did a lot of portraits that included, like, a bathing in ranch <laughs> and uh, covering herself with ice cream and chocolate. And what's great, the reason that is funny is when you hashtag something and when it builds up momentum online, people search the hashtag. If it's if Twitter knows everyone's looking at it, they're going to have top results. So the top result for this campaign was all these disgust that disgusting but it was just kind of grotesque, like, just weird pictures. And, uh, Are you saying there's something wrong with bathing in ranch? There's nothing wrong with bathing in ranch, Dick. You take that back right now. And I don't do it either. Well, the, so lady, shut up. the lady that the model basically says the reason she did it because she felt offended that this is how they worded everything. Oh, really? Good point. Well, that led to uh, so, VoteForTheWorst.com. And there's a point in American Idol where there were some really bad singers kept on getting voted through. And it came out that there was a website called Vote for the Worst. And that they would pick like the bottom singer and encourage people to vote for that per person to get them through. And they, they actually put the site together to show there's a flaw in the system when you put it up to the popular vote. Mm -hmm. So you know, another one, popular vote. This is the last one I want to talk about is the Time uh, Time magazine. You know, they have person of the year. <laughs> well, they had uh, 100, the 100 best mover and shakers or whatever one year. And they had they left up one of them to the Internet. And the person who won was the guy who created 4chan. And I don't know if you know what 4chan is. 4chan is a oh, website. It's an open discourse website similar to websites like Reddit and Dig where people are anonymously submitting and talking about specific conversations, politics, whatever. Some of it I consider it the black hole of the Internet because it's just you can find some really disturbing stuff there and you can also find some really interesting, funny, and whatever stuff. <laughs> but what's interesting about this kind of thing, and I, I liked it, was uh, – Time Magazine really prides itself in this person of the year, and they didn't even honor this. And that, to me, kind of blows my mind. They didn't honor it? They didn't honor it. Uh, basically, they, the quote was, Time.com's uh, editor, 
his name's I don't want to say I don't want to pronounce the name something. It says I would like to remind everyone who doubts the result that this is an internet poll. Doubting the result is kind of the point. What? Yeah. So he basically said he they knew the internet was going to be a joke, so they're just not going to honor it at the end. But this guy legitimately is like I would, and people don't know who he is, the four chan four chan founder. But his name is Christopher Poole. Look him up. This dude has been very influential in the early stages of communication on the internet and basically creating a space called 4chan. No one ever really talks about 4chan because just how dark it is, it can get, hmm. and how hard it is to operate because you have to have some idea of how to code and you know just little little things. No, oh, I'm out. Yeah, I'm done. And the user interface is not very friendly. You just have to know and like it's, but they're it's kind of similar to Reddit where they're trying to make it more appealing to the normal person like to do links and stuff. It's kind of hard to put a URL in a post in Reddit because you have to code it like the HTML code basically that everyone kind of is taking classes for now. But he did a lot like read about him. He's a really interesting guy. I will. And, uh, but he didn't, he, he didn't win Barack Obama's spot. I think Barack Obama won that year or something like mm -hmm. that. So the one that I would go and mentioning presidents there, um, was this last presidential election. And, uh, Harambe, do y'all know who Harambe is? Mm -hmm. The gorilla? Oh, yeah. He, he got how many votes? And <laughs> it was all because people on the internet were like, hey, go go vote for Harambe, go vote for Harambe. I couldn't believe how many votes Harambe actually got in this presidential Let's election. Let's see. We know what we should do. We should take a break, and then over the break, we're going to look at how, much, how many votes Harambe got. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. Let's prank somebody. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we'll be back here it's on IronLoneStar.com. <laughs> Stick around. County, it's me, C.C. Holmes, and I would personally like to take this time to invite you, that's right, you, to join me every Saturday and Sunday from 3 until 7 p.m., where I will bring you the very best, the very best of smooth jazz, classic jazz, and indeed, yes, the soulful sounds of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So come along and get jazzy with me, that's right, jazzy, <laughs> right here, of course, on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongstar.com. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. And we're back here on Mornings with Lone Star. Welcome back. If you're still enjoying us, we're going to be here till about 11 o'clock. We do podcasts this show on iTunes and Google Play. It's Dicky, Dicky and Skippy. <laughs> and then also Jake from Sports Talk. Not Jakey. 
not Jakey. Jakey Dicky. Well, well, um, my Jake. mother, my mother called me Jakey when I was little. Shaky Jake. It sounds like a Shaky Jake. little Johnny Dangerously movie. My mother called me Jakey once. <laughs> once. Well, you know, we were talking about internet polls mm-hmm. and how everyone can just manipulate that. I, I'm looking forward the net forward to the next screw up. I love and it when celebrities hold up the, the the signs because it's a big white block that you can just easily erase and put anything else you want on it. Have you seen those go yeah, down? Yeah, I have. Yeah. The, the, me, the memes? Yeah. The memes? Yeah. Is it anyone, memes or memes? memes. I, I actually memes. looked it up. It's memes. All but right, anyone memes. idiotic enough to hold up a blank piece of paper in front of them and put it out for public consumption deserves what they get. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. It, now, the Irma Guard girl I feel for. You, you seen that one? Well, they actually do follow-ups on that stuff. They look follow-ups. Someone's actually doing the, the work. I may actually contact those guys. There you go. Uh, what's going on with Bad Luck Brian and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and how they, I mean, they, I wonder how much money they've made. I want to know what Grumpy Cat's up to right now. Ooh, Grumpy Cat. Ooh. Well, that just killed the conversation. Yeah. Okay, it was a cat. Moving on. So uh, what other topics do you want to cover? Because we kind of covered my two topics. Pelosi. Oh, yeah, Pelosi. That's Pelosi. right. I wrote that one down. And So, folks, if you don't know, look up uh, Pelosi's current uh, thing in California where she was trying to address the DACA Dreamers negotiations with Trump. And some protesters showed up, basically said, all of us are none. Uh, I imagine they were illegal aliens. And one would assume uh, basically they didn't like her making an agreement with the the man. I think. Right. That's what I got from it. You, well, need, to, you need to look at it because you can see the fear in her eyes. I, I saw it. And yeah, there were there was a moment there where she was going, oh, crud. And they're in her face. They, they were. And part of me gets a savage delight out of it because. There are idiots on both sides of the aisle. You know, both sides, uh, both political, major political she's parties. She's 77, by the way. Is she seven? one, she's 77 years old. Ha- ha- happy birthday? Or No, I'm just letting you know. Oh, she's, just, she's... So, okay, so they get in the face of this, this old lady. Uh, you know, now I'm not a Pelosi fan by any stretch of the imagination. But, I mean, she's 77. She's trying to give a speech. I take a savage glee deep down, the, you know, the, the dark Jedi part of me laughing that she's getting kind of a what she's been promoting you know when it happens to the other party oh it's okay they're expressing you know freedom of expression first amendment uh peaceful protest but this woman could not get a word out edgewise and yeah. i mean they're yelling at her face saying I kind of all felt or none for her near the end of it I, I felt for her well it, it's funny because the the hot climate these things create and i i know people think it's a good idea i guess to yell at people but i don't think it really does results has the results you are in favor of unless you behead somebody that's when you get the result well, you yeah, want you got a couple of results and on that um i i have to agree with you on that dick i think when you start yelling and i know it sounds very altruistic here but to me that's tantamount to like the the stand-up comedian who the only way he can get laughs is to is to swear yeah you know it's like if, if you can't be funny without that then then uh-huh. you're not funny here we go okay oh you got it awesome this is this is a cell phone feed, by the way. This isn't the official report by. I have no idea what they're saying. Uh, they're saying chanting makes it important. Chanting makes it important. Chanting makes it important. Sounds like they're saying "Oh, long division." 
<laughs> oh, long division. Oh, miss, oh long hey, division. instead of misheard lyrics, we should do misheard protest chants. <laughs> but you really should check it out, folks, because it, it, it is kind of frightening that why why they didn't think this was going to happen. And protesting has been a hot topic for the past, oh, basically since November, I would say. Mm-hmm. Would you say? Like, that's like right when the protesting hit the, the next mark. Hit, hit that next level. You know, because you, you ask yourself, especially those who are involved in the local communities, that this is happening. It's, I know that some of them in that community are like, finally someone's saying it, but then all the other parts of the community are like, you know, this has been going on forever. Yeah. Like, my favorite one was the, the Berkeley stuff. The Berkeley stuff, they've been having conversations there or meetings or whatever you want to call them for, since Berkeley's been there. But all of a sudden, we get these huge protests. And I really don't understand why all of a sudden, unless there's another alternative force pushing it, if that there makes is. sense. There's yeah. an organization. Someone is helping and organizing this, this group, and you know, and it's just something something's going on. Now, Dick, let's be honest. We're saying some mysterious force, someone, something. We know who it is. Triple A. Triple A. It's Triple A. It is course. the American Automobile Association. I mean, Our own homegrown Illuminati. Can you believe it? That, oh, man. So what's going to happen is when we get this Triple A They never a called guy, us. No, when we get this Triple A guy, we got to start writing this down. Okay. Because we could totally ask him, hey, are you responsible for all that Antifa <laughs> stuff? And then he'd be like, wait, excuse me, sir. Did you have a problem with your car? Or like, No, no, no. Antifa. Come on. Tell us. That's all Triple A employees. Are you the one who's controlling the weather across the globe right now? Okay, now that's just going too far. <laughs> These guys only have so much power, okay? Have you seen those cockamamie news reports? Oh, I've seen the ones where jet contrails sh- are nanoprobes now. Well, I mean, there's there's some interesting conspiracy theories because it really shows you the creative side. I guess that's the right brain of people. Uh, yeah, that's one part of the brain. I'm not sure if it's right brain Maybe, you know, Sean, what you should do is write a, a play okay. about conspiracy theories and the chaos that, like you know, you, I'm on it. So the whole theme of the play is a telephone conversation, like you know the telephone game. Uh-huh. But you intertwine all these conspiracy theories, <laughs> in, in with the co- telephone conversation. So it's at the very end of the story, it's like this this huge train wreck. I'm I'm all about and that. And you should end it like Romeo and Juliet, where everyone dies. Everyone dies, or do they? See, yeah, oh. we need to do. They the, become the conspiracy. We need to do the <laughs> the end. Dot, 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 question mark. And at the end, a thing Ooh. falls down sponsored by AAA. <laughs> My young friend, I am on it. And people will just be like, mind blown. Like, mind. I can't. It's kind of like that movie Mother, where you just you just throw the chaos in and just let people deal with it. You know, I've been hearing some rants about this movie. Worst movie you ever saw. And then the other people going, no, it's, it's deep. So, yes, no, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's that uh, Darren Aronofsky guy, and if you look at his early stuff, you get it. Like, I know when I watch his early stuff with, like, Requiem for a Dream, it really is disturbing. And oh, he did Requiem for... Oh, okay. Yeah, he did Requiem for a Dream. He did The Fountain, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But it's also one of those movies that you look at, and you're like, I gotta see it again to really understand. But most of the time, and I, I, my perspective has changed a lot on movies, where basically I'm like, I'm not gonna waste my time doing that stuff anymore. Like, I don't... Mm-hmm. Want to see a movie that's C plus, unless it's like Commando. I've gotten persnickety in my old age too. Well, yeah, Commando, I absolutely agree. Although you you watch it for Arnold Schwarzenegger shirt, I, I watch, watch it for I, Radon. I Tom. watch it for art. <laughs> yeah, I watch it for the Radon expression Tom. of art. Yeah, I I watch it for and her Sonny, expressions. The character Sonny, I watch uh, it for him. What happened to Sonny? Oh yeah, Sonny. I yeah. let him go. I let him go. I mean, that's a great scene. It's my weak Classic. arm. Classic. We we should have a whole study of no, it. No, Sally, isn't it? It's not Sonny. It's Sally, isn't it? This is my weak arm, Sally. No, it's Sonny. Is it Sonny? It's Sonny. You, you're the you're the commando expert. Yeah. 
Okay, Trust my, me. My bad. I'm sorry it's about that. It's a great that. movie. <laughs> but no, uh, it, it is it is interesting. So, Cool. Well, uh, are we going to get AAA on the phone at some point? Conspiracy. I'm telling you, man, it's going to be a real deal. Real deal. I but, like the uh, play idea. I think the play idea. I'm, I'm really telling you, fun. you can well, make it really creative, and you you have the idiots on the stage. <laughs> but well, in the writing, you have to make it clever enough to where the conspiracies seem believable. Like it starts out as a, like a true conspiracy, right? Like you see it, like the audience sees the true conspiracy being developed, but then the people surrounding it get involved, and it gets even crazier and crazier, and then people branch off from it, thinking it has to do with. You know, and you can even have like different versions of the play. Like you can have like the X-rated version where you talk about real conspiracies that are offensive. There you go. Like Alex Jones offensive, and then you can go down to like the early stuff where it's like, oh, JFK was assassinated by the CIA or something that's kind of soft, kind of not. It was Castro. And then, uh, but but, was it? Yeah. But how do you? That's what you call it. That's what you call the play. But was it? But But was it? it? There you go. (laughs) <laughs> well, see, Kennedy, CIA tried to assassinate Castro and failed miserably. Castro got a little upset about it. You think so? That's my that's my take on it. Wait, wait, okay, let's, like hey, let's, let's, ask this, let's ask this hypothetical. Okay. Say we're we're in the lawn in Dallas, mm-hmm. but it's today's date. With all the phones, do you think it could be created to really get who did it? Oh, absolutely. From just the public's eye. Absolutely, because that, that was the issue with Assuming that there was a conspiracy behind that assassination, that it wasn't just a lone gunman. Um, if the technology today had existed back then, it, they wouldn't have tried it because it would have been easily discoverable. Uh, you just had the one film, the, Z- the Zapruder film, and that's the one that they've analyzed frame by frame for decades, and that's where it's not quite enough. It's like that one photo of uh, the Loch Ness Monster that's really my index finger sticking up out of the bathtub. Um, <laughs> if the technology back then, or the Bigfoot picture, was mm-hmm. actually they actually said that they finally admitted that they dressed up granddad in a, in a gorilla costume, but if there had been more than that one fuzzy picture of the Loch Ness Monster or Bigfoot or the Zapruder film, if it had been in high def, we would know right off the bat, which which way the bullet or bullets came from. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's go back in time and uh, don't oh, stop the Kennedy assassination because that would, you know, create a, a... A ripple effect. A ripple effect, and we'd all be, you know, Nazis or something uh, for realsies. But just to see... Uh, Man, I hate for realsies Nazis. Uh, yeah, for realsies Nazis, just, you know, they, they stink. Well, you know, because the ideas of conspiracies evolve. Mm-hmm. And with technology, it's harder and harder to really, and this is what I love about the whole fake news thing, and then the disinformation, and then also the accident dis- disinformation. But like, because in my mind, like to completely disregard that there's fake news, I feel like a fool if I said that. But I'm not saying everything's fake news, and I think you kind of touched on it earlier in the show where you know you're having these journalists not doing two sources anymore. It's more of like, oh, my connection at the White House or in the security department or in the DOJ or wherever, like they, they're they free after they say that. Or journalists nowadays will say the three words that just, I mean, I want to scream at the TV. Well, it's, we're hearing rumors. I think the most recent one that I saw on Facebook, because that's why Facebook's dangerous since how fast information gets out, they were doing a report uh, from the FBI, and basically they said the source was from a journalist who's at a, at a restaurant overheard this person talking mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, come on now. Like, that's what that's your source mm -hmm. is. That's what they've become. And the rush to become the first one out in the 24 hour news cycle. Well, that's why you should watch all the president's men. Because it gives you a great idea of the storyline of how to build a case in a journalistic sense. And they were just given an idea in a sense. That makes, it, yeah, it does. It's about Deep Throat and all that cool stuff. Absolutely. And that's an interesting story. They're actually coming out with another movie with Liam Neeson. And it's not an action flick. Uh, uh, he's Deep Throat? He is. Uh, no, he was the guy at the <laughs> he FBI. <laughs> he No, he was the leaker. Actually, oh. I think he was Deep I mean, well, it was Deep Throat. Deep Throat, they did find out who Deep Throat eventually was. Yeah. And it was an FBI guy, right? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was him. A deputy director, I believe, in the yeah, FBI. That's who it is. Okay. And hmm. that's who that's well, I mean, it's just an interesting story about news and how this how facts can be portrayed as false and then Now that's a movie I would watch because with that new information coming out, you have a different angle. You know, should uh the Kennedy assassination ever be Well, that's why I was surprised with new all this hysteria. With all the pl the presidential stuff, mm -hmm. all the chaos, like nothing has come out yet to be concrete enough to where somebody gets in trouble or something came up. Nothing. And you think it would. You think with all of this area, it's something. By now, there would be something in Russian. By now, there would be a, a recording of something. And uh, yeah, I got to agree uh, with you on that. I one. mean, it's, it's scary because maybe there is something and people are like, we're talking about holding on something for. Till it benefits them instead of what you know a lot of people like the WikiLeaks dudes and all of them. Yeah, feel but, like but then at, at a certain point it it runs its course, right? It it has a yeah. shelf life, and uh, then Americans have a have a uh, need for instant gratification. And if you wait long enough, it, and then you come out with it, people are going to question the 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 actual credibility of the statement and, and of the you know material itself. So. You know, it's like Beanie Babies. No, exactly. Exactly like Beanie Babies. You have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? I know what a Beanie oh, Baby okay, is. Okay, just yes. checking. Um, because <laughs> in the 80s, those things were worth hundreds, thousands of dollars. Now you can't, you know, you can't win them at the, the county fair in the shooting gallery anymore. So you, people that held on to them too long saying, okay, this, you know, it's worth 900. I'm going to wait for it to hit 1,000. Well, now it's worth, you know, 40 cents on eBay. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, that shelf life is is is... Yeah, but I mean, I think, and that's what going back to the journalist follow-up stuff. I mean, that's why that's kind of that kind of information is important because at one point this could have had the impact, but nothing came from it at that time. And then when you do a follow-up story, you really get the idea, like the public at least knows it's there, it's accessible on Google or whatever. But now that Google's kind of censoring everything, apparently. Well, Dick, then, I think it also it's incumbent on us. Like, I, I think we should do this uh, podcast and research it ourselves because. Half the time, if the news is going to do a follow-up, they may have gotten it wrong. Yeah. Or the story didn't go the way they wanted to. It doesn't fit the narrative. And if they start picking and choosing, then it's just the news all over What again. we could call is the redacted news. The redacted news. So, the unredacted news. The unredacted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can make it work. Yeah. Yeah. We just lie. Whatever. <laughs> and we make it up. I mean, there's a lot. Of, I mean, there's a lot of creative things with it you could do, and especially with, you know, as technology keeps going. That was one thing that I always, I always remember in the back of my mind. With that, uh, of course, I went blank right here. We were talking about it, I think, a while back. That uh, Orson Scott Wells is that the is that the author? Orson name? Wells. No, Orson um, Scott Card. Yes, with Ender's Game. Ender's Game. The part of the Ender's Game that a lot of people never really spoke about, and especially in the movie, was the brother and sister going online, creating these alter egos, and creating On a version of the internet decades before, before and like creating this political shifts. 
and yeah, creating was... discussions and like somehow because there's a series of books mm-hmm. and somehow through their political discussion great gain enough respect and power that they helped change the government in a sense mm-hmm. and you know today with you know the internet and then on, like 4chan and things like that when do you that's what makes you think that that's when the next step is for the news is the involvement of people that's going to be online but I don't really see it taking down regimes or anything like that. No. Besides posting pictures of Anthony Weiner or something. <laughs> and, All right. I mean, there's only you only wish people were stupid. Dick, do you think uh, AAA has uh, stuff in their Area 51? We need to ask, ask that guy. I think they help transport. Is Area 51 still like a, a well a big deal? It, it, Area 51 is the smoke screen. The real stuff's at Area 52. Yeah, we just got to find out where that is. But. Well, you know there are there are. That's what I love about listening to CIA people who are on podcasts and stuff because you get kind of the ground like story on the ground of how things really operated. Even though you don't know if they're telling the truth, but there's a couple of stories out there you can find on NPR and uh, diff- different interview programs that are podcasts. So one thing I love about podcasts, is you have a more open ended discussion. So if you have two minutes to tell me what's going on here, so they have like three hours to mm-hmm. discuss. Area 51, and like they worked there, and this is how they did all, all the stuff there. Uh, but then, then you have I'm telling you, this play, this conspiracy theory play, is a legit idea. Oh, I'm on it. Let's go. Let's go hit some Conroe Coffee after the the broadcast. Here. We don't. It's here in the studio. That's right. They brought us a big honking urn here. This is awesome. But uh, again, we're gonna be closing up the show. Sorry to be ending it so early. Uh, not really. Just kidding. It is 10:53 uh, <laughs> right now. We're wrapping up. Coming up today, uh, we're going to have a little bit of Hispanic Chamber Connection at 2 o'clock. Between now and then, it's going to be some music, which means you can start your own talk show here on Lone Star Community Radio. We have some slots available. Visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. This is Mornings of Lone Star. We'll be back at 8 a.m. with some music till 10 and, of course, our talk block. If you're interested in being a guest on Mornings of Lone Star, contact us on Facebook, Mornings with Lone Star. I also posted a neat link on there that you you can book yourself. And you can come on our show. Jake, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Great having you here. Thanks for letting me in, guys. And, uh, again, if you're just now joining us, this is Mornings of Lone Star's Talk Block. We podcast this one-hour segment from 10 to 11 every weekday on pod- on our podcast on sorry, sorry, iTunes and Google Play. <laughs> and then, of course, we YouTube it for visual and on City TV, RC TV Channel 12 with the City of Conroe. So uh, special thanks. Closing statement to our sponsor, Mornings of Lone Star. Uh, no. I'm talking too much. <laughs> Conroe Coffee, thank you Conroe. so yeah, much. Thank you, Conroe thank you Coffee, guys. and AAA, we're after you. AAA, we're with you. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7000.
1-800-926-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas, at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.